You have no idea. This is Mac for all you out there on the intro net. And I'm here with my good pal, as always. Hey, Peter's here. Peter's here, that's right. <laughs> but we got somebody else here. Uh-oh. Whoa. What? First time. Huh? Let me induce him. <laughs> we got Riley. Hi. Bowman. Yes. From the Star Wars podcast, Grand Moff Talkin' is here with us today. It's me. I'm here. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so going I'm going full, in. I'm going full so NPR on you. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Terry. That's an inside very, joke. Very nice to have you. It is very, uh, it's very good to have you. No, but it's great to have you here. Yeah. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm excited. I'm excited. We are yeah. fired up and ready to go. Firing on all cylinders. All of them. <laughs> Just all the cylinders you can find. That's that a lot. So it's good to see you. So Riley, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Why are you here? <laughs> I'm from the Columbus area, and I'm here to talk about movies. You're here to talk about movies? Yeah. Why on this podcast? Because uh, <laughs> you talk about movies. I do talk about movies. <laughs> no one else would have me as well. So, we It's a privilege. It is our honor and privilege to have you here, sir. Riley, I'm a big fan of his show. If you have, don't know, it's Grandma Talking. Give me a little plug here. It's, I like it's a it's a it's a great pun. If you don't know, if you're familiar with the original Star Wars movie from 1977, the movie that changed the world, and there's a character who is the main bad guy, played by Peter Cushing, called Grand Moff Tarkin, mm, mm-hmm. and it's a play on words. Grandma talking. And see, Mac did have to explain that to me the first time because I thought it was Grandma's talking. Grandma's talking. And I'm like, whoa, that's right. What's Grandma, Grandma saying? Grandma's talking at you, boy. That sounds like a you good podcast. You better show. And don't you mess up my good daughter, boy. No. So that's that's what's happening here. But no, it's it's Riley. Yep. It's Jacob. Mm-hmm. Or Jake to his don't friends. Don't talk about. Are, are they on the show? Oh. Wow. They're not on the show. Man. Wow. Now, Isaac and Jasmine. No. no left no. out in the cold. Because <laughs> guess what? They didn't make the journey. They, they didn't. didn't get the heart to come on this show. <laughs> I challenge you. I challenge all you grandma talkings to come on the show. <laughs> right here. Right now. <laughs> WWF style. <laughs> 1980s. We're going to wrestle you. Riley, yeah. we're so happy to have you on here. We got a lot, of, bunch of firsts. Riley is our first official guest mm-hmm. of the show. It's an honor. He doesn't know, but he, there's some there's some surprises in store for Riley. Oh, no. He's oh, got. Sure. No, that's right. I, I got some about stuff this. for you. Oh, <laughs> Riley, it's gonna be so good. It's all good stuff. Now I'm embarrassed. It's <laughs> you're you, best. Should be. yeah. you should. You <laughs> should. 
Get out of my house. Take your <laughs> denim jacket with you. Hey. No. <laughs> so it's just going to be an exciting show. We got a lot of firsts going on. First off, we got our first guest. He's really great. He's really funny. He's really intelligent. He's really just. He's going to bring a lot Don't to our this. podcast. Don't do this. I'm building you up so that it makes me look so better. So that you when can you fall fail further. Miserably. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. No, he, he, he's being very 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 uh modest he he's really great and i'm glad that peter and i can have him on the show but also we're going to talk about a movie that's not from the 1980s you guys <laughs> and it's also not from the 90s crazy it's crazy when it's was a fairly it recent movie there's other eras? it was made like 11 years ago <laughs> what what that's recent to us because we're old men so no we're going to be talking about the movie sunshine from 2007 which is a great movie I'm not going to get into it just yet because we don't have our spoilers. And also, it's about time. Do you know what time it is? What? Do you know what time it is? I don't know. It's time for our question of the week. Time for the question of the week. Oh, I love that jingle. <laughs> Riley, do you know who came up with that Where jingle? Where did you find that? Oh my goodness, it's so great and delightful, and I've listened to it like 500 times because it's so awesome. Thank you. You're embarrassing me more. I don't uh, even care. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Riley is the person that came up with that question of the week jingle for us. He's so amazing. He he composed it, he performed it, and he brings <laughs> it on our show. Performed it? So, <laughs> no, at a concert? Yeah, I've, I've performed it in concert. All these fans said, yes. you sell that. He's like, oh, well. A little 10-second like, we'll concert. <laughs> it was it's great. a 40-second concert. That's <laughs> right. Mic album. drop. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so... Yeah, so Riley is the is the maker of that song, and so it's only fitting that he be the first guest to answer this. And we have four questions. What? One, two, three, four. So I'm gonna ask both Riley and Peter, and myself, because I include it to the question of the week. And also, you can hit us up on Twitter at supermovieball, on Twitter and supermovieball at gmail dot com. Uh, the first question for our first guest is. What is your favorite so bad it's good movie slash guilty pleasure movie? Ooh, slash. Guilty That'll give you some time to think, Peter. Yeah, thank you. Because I know that. you need some. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> A Terry. Lot of those rattling around. You're welcome, Terry. <laughs> favorite guilty pleasure movie? Yeah, either so bad it's good, or just guilty pleasure movie. You don't have to have one. If if anything comes to mind, anywhere in there. Just, just throw them out, guys. There are no wrong answers. That's the one thing about Super Movie Ball. I'll let you know there are wrong answers, but Max <laughs> says there's not. So you know, um, <laughs> at least answers you'll be judged for. You will totally be judged for. Maybe not Riley because he made you know he's helped us out, but like you know some other people. No, you, you can know, judge me. It's, you can judge me. It's fine. Um, I immediately went to an animated movie. Oh. And I think it was not commercially successful, but that doesn't matter. I re and and that's why I think I can consider this a guilty pleasure because I don't think it has a great reputation, but I just love it. Titan AE. Oh, I gotta revisit that. Don Bluth. I think it was Don Bluth, wasn't it? His his company. (sighs) I just like your taste. You have such good taste. (laughs) I love Titan AE. Any sci-fi, I'm pretty much into just right off the bat. So I'm gonna say Titan AE is my like. I I can go back and watch that whenever. 
but most people I don't even know if that's a guilty good. pleasure because that's what I that's why I was hesitant to add it because I I we'll, think it's good. Yeah. We'll think but it, I, I think, think most it's people genuinely don't. good, but yeah. then we'll we'll add that to the guilty pleasure. How about Rockadoodle then? Another Don Bluth. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that, but I heard it's good. Okay, well then I guess I'm not good so at picking So what do you like about pleasures. Rockadoodle? It's it scared me so much as a child that I'd have good memories of that i usually don't like scary movies but for some reason this one even though it scared me so much as a child i like it a lot it's it like blends live action a little bit with with cartoons and it's so weird there's a rooster who, who like impersonates elvis what? who moves to vegas because the sun doesn't come out it's it's weird it's a weird movie i love weird movies <laughs> you should check it out rockadoodle rockadoodle i've yeah. never i've heard of it but i've never seen it and that sounds interesting I yeah. might have to do that. It's going to be on the back half of my uh, must-see list, but yeah. you recommended you it. have so never there. heard of that. That's from 91. 91 yeah, it's from 91. Almost the 80s. Almost the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right in Rocket the listeners. Cool. Okay, we're going to add that. We're going to add that to there. <laughs> uh, Peter, what you got for us? Uh, the only one that comes to mind is unfortunate for me because I want to do an episode on this eventually. So? Who cares? But Just The Weatherman it. with Nicolas Cage. You and I have talked about that before I, on this show. We've talked about that. Talk about guilty pleasure. That's a great. It's movie. not even so bad. It's good. I just think that's kind of not even like I, I don't feel guilty about it, but just nobody. Well, knows you should because you're dumb. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's fine. Is that but, the one where he has like a bow and arrow in the posters? Yep. Okay. Yes. That is right. it. I've never seen it. It's no. Good. That is. Uh, well, that is genuinely. I, I remember that. Check it out. Check it out. It's a good movie, and nobody knows about it. So I have to say it's a guilty pleasure because you say Nicolas Cage, and everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, he's got a reputation." That's all you got is a really good movie that's underrated. Is you it the it? best guilty pleasure, so bad it's a good movie? It's the best I got off the top of my head. Ah, you're the worst. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're being really mean to each other today. We're normally not. I <laughs> think we're showing out for a guest. It's, yeah, it's me. But um, <laughs> my guilty pleasure, or so bad it's good movie, is uh, a movie called Invincible Super Chan. Oh, Peter, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. seen that movie. Yep. I watch that movie once a year. It's a great, low-budget, 1970s Hong Kong film. It is not... To be missed. I'm telling you, you can't find it anywhere, but you just kind of have to dig it up. It's so terrible, but it's it's so wonderful. <laughs> I forget how good this movie it is, and I watch it once a year. I'm also adding to that list The Room, uh, for obvious reasons. Everybody well, knows that's about too the room. obvious. Yeah, yeah it's right. very obvious. Okay, it's a, I don't Come on, like man. mainstream stuff. <laughs> Come okay? on. Okay, it's like when somebody asks you what your favorite album is, and you just say, "Okay, I like this mainstream band," but you know they're good for a reason. Uh, you know they're popular for a reason. Uh, and also, Galaxy Invader is also so bad it's good. That movie, if you haven't seen that movie, Galaxy Invader, there's a Rift Tracks version of it you can buy on DVD. You can watch it without the Rift Tracks track, or you can watch it with the Rift Tracks track. It is amazing. It's so good. It's never boring. It's because some of these so bad it's good movies are kind of boring in spots. But that's a good one. On to our next question. Mm-hmm. The next question for you, Riley, is what's your what was your favorite book as a child? The BFG. Roald the Dahl. The BFG. Yeah, I love the BFG. Oh, really? What do you like about the BFG? Uh, what, what stands out uh, apart from, you know, the obvious Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and James and the Giant Peach? I never read James and the Giant Peach. I, I always miss that one. I read really? most Roald Dahl, but I missed that one. Um, hmm. But I love the movie. But uh, I don't know. I just have I have good memories of reading that when I was younger. I probably read through it five or six times. But the first time I read through it was with my mom. And I just remember, I think my dad was away working. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. She doesn't <laughs> listen, sorry. Um, <laughs> to this episode, I'll tweet at her. There you go. Uh, I, 
I just remember mom reading that to me because dad was at work all the time or something. I think he was, I don't remember. I was very, I was very little, but we just read through it and there were certain parts of that book that I just died laughing for about 10 minutes. I love Roald Dahl. Yeah, it's good stuff. I love his books. Oh, that's a good one. Peter, what you got for us? It's a book. Favorite book as a child. I love those, uh, I think Disney made them into a movie series of movies yeah black cauldron books oh i love those you know i reread those like so many i don't think i knew that about you it's funny because you said that and it just flashed into my head i'm like well that's it i mean i I read a lot as a kid but those i reread those like so many times really so anyway yeah that would be i I just learned something new about you you. that's awesome (laughs) revelation 20 years that's awesome (laughs) so what what specifically do you like about them uh just the fantasy of them just the you know every um Almost every scene was different. Um, like it was just you know one thing after another. They were just a lot of fun to me. I don't know. I just I really got into them. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. I don't know. It's I corny. love it. I love corny. Not funny, like but <laughs> no. I sort of it's remember good. the movie. I'm sure I've seen it. It's one of the actually. It's it's an underrated Disney movie. It was kind of. It was. I don't know that their, I ever even saw the movie. It's during really? their weird phase. <laughs> I think you should watch it just because you're just a fan of it and see how it stacks up. Well, but see, I'll be one of those jerks that's like the book's bad. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, will. Probably. Yeah, yeah, you are one of those guys. <laughs> you are one. Of, for me, it's. Uh, I got. Th- I have three different on here, so sorry. But I have the Hobbit, uh, the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, and there's this little book called uh, Pierre. I don't care. It's by I, the same. I had that. Yeah. You had that book. I remember it's, it's that. Tiny, I probably tiny still book. have it. It's when I first started learning to read when I was like three, and like, I just my mom used to call me Pierre because I would just say I don't care. Well, me too. Because <laughs> I just you know, my, my name. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pietro. <Anyway>. Pedro. <laughs> Pierre. All right. Next question. <laughs> what commercial jingle gets stuck in your head all the time? Yeah, I stumped you. <laughs> Question of the week. Guys, don't mess with the question of the week. Don't mess with it because it will get you. Man, I'm sure there's something. I just can't. Nothing has come to mind, which I think is a good thing. That means maybe nothing gets stuck in my head. Not anymore. I got a funny one for you. Go ahead. Because we were talking about Seinfeld. Costanza. (laughs) (laughs) The by Menon. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Mine is. This doesn't happen anymore because these commercials don't exist, but. Mentos, the fresh maker. <laughs> there you go. Like with the uh, Foo Fighters. Futos. Remember that video? Come on. Nah, big, dude. For Big Me. I remember that video. Oh, come on. You old right. guy. I don't. I genuinely <laughs> don't remember. Guy. I love Foo Fighters, but I don't remember that. Oh, they had a whole thing where he had. Uh, he kept eating Futos. Futos. I don't yeah, remember, I don't remember oh, that really? at all. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was at all. Futos, the fresh maker. Futos. The it was for the Big Me video off their that. first album. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Anyway, that. all right, never mind. Yeah, dude, I don't remember that at all. Well, I don't have cable growing up, sorry. <laughs> a last question for us on our question of the week. What movie, TV show, or book have you read recently that was really good? Either one of those. Movie, TV show, book that was really good. This can be old, this can be new, anything. I got to go with Annihilation. Oh, I have not seen that yet. That was what I was thinking of. That was the movie I was thinking of. I really, well, really what? liked Annihilation. Like, I know you were recording. You, I, I can't talk Netflix about it. But. Next week? Yeah. Oh, is it supposed to? I know it's on yeah. Netflix and like. Is um, it? Because it's a Netflix movie. They released it in the theaters ahead of time. Did they? Yeah, I think that was their first like. It's a Netflix one? movie. Pretty sure. I know. I know it's on. Tell me if I'm wrong. I I think it's on <laughs> I mean, Netflix I and like Europe. 
Europe and places where it wasn't released. I heard in 18 theaters. days later. Okay. Which should well, be this weekend, though, so I must be wrong because it's not on there today. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I know it's out on Netflix in, like, Australia and China yeah, and places. I'm that excited is, to see that one, too, though. It's very good. Yeah. It's probably out of theaters already because it You were it extremely excited. Hard, but and the funny thing enough, it ties into ties what into we're today. talking about. I know. He's the writer of Sunshine, what we're mm-hmm. talking about Whoa. today. Isn't that crazy? Peter, what you got for us? Book, TV show, anything. Movie. Um, All right. Well, I'll mention mine. Yeah, go for it. Just recently. Oh, I got one. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, go. Go. <laughs> Do you have one really? Or are you messing with me? No, I do. But I was going to do a micro episode on it. Uh, I was revisiting some 80s movies that I had never watched. Okay. From the Netherlands was The Lift. I was blown away by that movie. It was awesome. It's a horror movie. It's really stupid. It's about an elevator that kills people. <laughs> it's great. But the music and stuff was great. And I looked it all up. And it was just something the, produ- or the director had done. Yeah. He made his own music for it. And it's just, it's just great. So anyway, I'll probably talk about that again. Another awesome. Point. But that was the most recent thing I watched that I really liked. Cool. It sounds good. Sorry. Cut you off. Go for it, buddy. <laughs> no, you didn't cut me off at all. That's right. You cut me off. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's actually a series I want to do a bonus stage episode on called Yeast. I've recently recently revisited that. It's Y-S if you look at it, but it's called, pronounced Yeast. It's based on a video game series. There's a really great anime. And not a really great. I should just say really solid. It's something you watch on a Sunday afternoon while you're folding clothes. And I know that's very specific, <laughs> but it's just like where you're doing chores and you can kind of walk out of the room and walk back in. It's just kind of an adventure fantasy series, but it just gives you that warm feelings in the cockles of your heart. You know what I mean? So that's all I got for the question of the week. what we got for our special guest riley i'm so glad you were able to answer those questions for you great job riley four, so you know close oh, you got it it's <laughs> fine there's no judging here. <laughs> but peter i think you might have something for us maybe two truths one For this episode, your two truths, one lie, will be about... This is specifically just for Riley, by the way. This is for this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Oh, well. So this is about one of the actors in the movie we're about to watch. Oh, okay. That's oh. why. Oh, what uh, movie would that be? Oh, my so, goodness. the one you already talked about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, first off, I got to say, looking this up, yeah. I learned that I've been pronouncing this actor's name wrong. Yeah, Killian? Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. It's okay. Killian Murphy. Yeah. So, I knew exactly what you're... <laughs> you know why? Because I said Cillian 
for yeah. all those years. I was so, going to say, you probably weren't like, mispronouncing Chris ten Evans. Ten years ago, so, I no. found out that it wasn't no. <laughs> Cillian. It's Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I felt a little dumb about that. But, Don't hey, worry. good to know. We all grew so, up. That you know true. <laughs> it's not Celtic. <laughs> it's Celtic. Hey, you won. All right. All right, so, number one. He's fluent in four languages. Number two, he's good friends with Colin Farrell. Number three, he advocates against video games. Mm. Which do you guys think? Oh, we you can have, converse I'm going to let Riley answer these. Nobody's friends with Colin Farrell. Oh, <laughs> oh, can I get one up top? That man. is a high five. That dude's the worst. I know they're both Irish. That dude's the worst. I know they're both Actually, Irish, you know what? but I, I, I don't know. What? I have recently, because of the lobster, and I saw there's another movie where he plays sort of a hitman. Uh, one where he's stuck in the. In oh, Bruges. in Bruges is very good. And lobster, yeah, lobster and in Bruges, good. those movies have turned me around on him because before that, I absolutely hated that. He's dude. not. He's not. Not bad. to go off on a tangent. I just couldn't resist like that mean joke. Did, did you watch Killing that. of a Sacred Deer? Riley Slim dunked that, y'all. Seen it. What's no? that? Okay. Have you seen, seen what? It. Killing of a Sacred Deer. I've heard that's also. I've not good. seen that yet. Okay. I've not seen that yet. It's on my list. It's on my list. It's very good. Worth watching. That's yeah, it's awesome. definitely, yeah, it's on my list. Okay. I, so you're gonna go with? So, so I pe- think. Oh, you say same again. Say, I think again. I'm going right. with Colin Farrell. Four languages. That seems good. Accurate. Friends with Colin Farrell. Mm. Advocates against video games. Two truths, one lie. Come yeah. On. I'm gonna go with Colin Farrell. I don't think they're good friends. Nope. He <sighs> is good friends with Colin Farrell. He really is. Man, okay. He is. What would you think, Mac? Then. He he. uh is he, he ad- fluent in foreign languages? No, no, no. He's not fluent in foreign languages. You don't think so? No. English, French, Gaelic, and Irish. Oh, so he man. loves video games. He loves, he video, loves games. video games. Okay. So that's the one. And he's up. friends with Colin Farrell. And he's friends. We with both Colin. got it wrong. Yeah. They Let's play video games Peter. together. I guess. You know, weird thing. Peter kind of looks like. Uh, uh, what's his face? We were just talking. Killian about. Killian Murphy? No, not Killian Murphy. <laughs> Colin Farrell. Colin I get Farrell. I've actually my been told old boss that by Chad looks people. like hmm. Killian Murphy, which yeah. is weird. That is weird. That only you, you know. When I first saw him, I was like, "That is the weirdest looking dude." But now I've seen him in like a whole bunch of stuff, and I actually really like him. He's really yeah. good. <laughs> he he is really good. is. He's really great. Yeah. Peaky Blinders. All right, go ahead. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> anyway. That's it. That's all you got for us? That's all I got. All right. Unless we you failed. We, horribly we failed poorly. So I'm two and two, I think, on those. For those of you keeping track at home. Ladies and gentlemen. 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 Let's let a man spew do his thing. And so we can start talking about the thing we're here for. Warning. Warning. Toilet. Dealer. I am spoiler protection edict widget. Or you for short, you have been warned about the delicious spoilers coming your way. So bask in spoiler country you have foolishly wandered into, baby, baby, baby. Oh, Spew, you are a gentleman and a scholar. But mostly you're a robot that helps us to keep away spoilers. But you know what? The funny thing is, our special <laughs> guest loves spoilers, doesn't he? I do like spoilers. Why do you I, like it's, sp- not, it's not that I love spoilers, I just don't mind spoilers. What, so tell us your philosophy on spoilers before we get started. I've never been spoiled on something and felt like it ruined it. If if something is ruined by knowing a spoiler, it probably wasn't that good to begin with Ooh. because it relied on a twist. Oh. So I, it's mm. not like I actively seek out spoilers. I do for some things. Uh, there's some shows and things I just can't handle. Not, <laughs> I have to know ahead of time going in because I'm I'm delicate. But. <laughs> um, as long as you know. But yeah, but I don't seek them out. But if I learn one, I'm not that upset about it. Uh, it's never ruined my that enjoyment. That is a unique take on spoilers, and I think that's 
no offense i'm not trying to be like <laughs> insulting but i think that's more a millennial thing <laughs> hey i'm a I've millennial noticed, i've noticed and, and honestly i think it's a more a of uh evolved uh thinking on material because you're right you can only be surprised once mm-hmm. but for me it's that I, I feel like it's taking away the experience that I, that I have of joining it because I carry that experience with me every time I watch it. But that's just me, and I'm old, and I'm sad, <laughs> and that's the way my brain I works. Agree with but you. I think, but I think that you are more involved than that. It's like if the story and the characters are strong enough, they should be able to stand on their own, whether or not I know uh, before time or not. Because you're right. Sometimes I know things ahead of time, and it doesn't ruin anything. I've never rewatched something because of the twist, you know. That's a good point. You you rewatch something because it's good. You don't rewatch it to because to, you can't get that feeling back. I, I I know it's a good feeling. It is. But then if that's all there is, what are you watching that movie for? Oh man, he's got know. a point. He's got a solid point. I, it is a point. But there's some movies that are disposable. I think where you mm-hmm. watch them once, there's the twist. It happens. You're absolutely right. I won't buy it on Blu-ray. I'm not yeah. going to have it to rewatch or anything. But you know what? I loved that experience of that no, movie. No, no, and that's valid. That's fair. So, but but you're right. I do. I get. What but you're I totally got Riley because Riley and I talk about Star Wars a lot. He's a big, obviously, a huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> um, and I, he doesn't like Star Wars spoilers. So that's Ooh. and see, there's the thing. I'm a, I'm a hypocrite in <laughs> some ways. I don't want to know what's going to happen in Episode Nine. <laughs> but you know, Luke comes back. No. There's a. <laughs> I'm, I'm a complicated movie. human being, okay? That's all I can say. That's Hey, aren't we all? All right, let's get into this thing. We're starting so late with all the talking and all everything else. Let's get into this. <laughs> all right, so we'll dive right in. Uh, we're going to be talking about Sunshine from 2007. Peter, take it away. All right, so this is a rated R movie. It is directed by Danny Boyle. You probably know him from uh, Train Spotting, 28 Days Later, Slumdog Millionaire, several others. Those are just some highlights. That's uh, quite a resume. This movie has a great cast. Uh, Thank you. And I was going to mention that. I, it's one of those very interesting for that. Um, and it's a relatively modest, I thought, hour and 47 minute ride. Yeah. Uh, and a lot happens. Um, a lot it's, happens. It's one of those, especially making the notes for this episode, I noticed, you know, you start making notes and it's like, holy cow, you know, I'm writing something like every 30 seconds here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there is a lot that happens in a short amount of time, which is kind of cool, I got to say. Um, but we've got... Uh, uh, Killian Murphy, Michelle Yeoh, Chris Evans, Rose Byrne, Benedict Wong, Mark Strong, which is funny. I'll bring, come back to him again later. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, Hiroki Sonata. And uh, he's got, out of all of them, you probably don't know his name for you listeners. He's got the most acting credits, 96 of them. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. Well, can I hit you up on some of those? Yeah, go for so it. So Cliff Curtis is from uh, Fear the Walking Dead and Training Day. Ah. So I'm going to do recent stuff and then sort of stuff maybe he's more known for widespread killian murphy peaky blinders he's also in batman begins 20 days later michelle yao he's in star trek discovery crouching tiger hidden dragon super cop that's pretty amazing i love yeah. michelle, michelle yao she's great hiroyuki sanada as peter just mentioned he's in westworld he's in the new season of westworld 47 ronin uh the wolverine which came out a few years ago uh rose Byrne. She's in uh, X-Men Apocalypse, Bridesmaid, and the Insidious movies, if you're into those. Benedict Wan, he's in Annihilation. Annihilation. Yep. Uh, Doctor Strange, which is also pretty recent, and a great episode of uh, the IT crowd, yep. which Peter and I are huge fans of, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, Chris Evans, he's Captain America <laughs> for in every Marvel thing ever. 
Snowpiercer, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. If you don't know who Chris Evans is, wake up. <laughs> Troy Garrity. I had to look him up, but I recognize him. He's from Ballers, Boss, Bandits. Have you ever seen Bandits with Bruce Willis and? Um, I have seen that. He's in that in just a little bit. Is he? For a huh? little bit. He's uh, that guy that kind of stands out in the back. I I know him mostly from Barbershop. Okay, never huh. seen him because uh, they took my black card away if I don't if I don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, who are we talking about? <laughs> Troy Garrity. Troy Garrity. He's he's the, he's the, right the second in command. Okay, yeah, that's of this movie. Of. Yeah. Um, Mark Strong. I love Mark Strong. He's such a great actor. He usually plays a villain. He's in Kingsman, The Imitation Game, Sherlock Holmes from 2009 with Harry Connick Jr. Or Harry Connick Jr. Oh my God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> God, Robbie, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and Harry Connick Jr. is in the background. That's very, He's got a very different. Up. God. That's very different. I, my brain. I am sorry, everybody. But th- it's got don't, a great Don't cast. forget, though, Mark Strong is also in this movie. Maybe you've heard of it. Stardust? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that in our other recording session. All right, it's going to be a few sure weeks from now, probably. <laughs> but guess how we record. But we're going to be talking about him, too. So just to give you an idea of how strong this cast is. Yeah, very good. So, uh, classification on this one. Uh, it is classified as an adventure sci-fi thriller on IMDb. Um, what do you guys think about that? Because they say adventure sci-fi thriller. I think it's more sci-fi thriller. I, I wouldn't put the adventure in there. Not the adventure. Yeah. Because it doesn't have this sense of wonderment or discovery or like... I agree. Yeah. I, adventure a, is the wrong tag for that. There's one more tag I would add into that that I I feel like is a spoiler, but we've already had Spew go. Go ahead. So I feel like horror should be in yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Oh, the last, absolutely. The last third is Why? definitely a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, it's and definitely where a horror it went. movie. So uh, that was kind of weird it's to me. It's a sci-fi thriller horror movie. Yeah, sure. and they don't have it classified in the best that way. way they didn't want to spoil it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> in the best way possible. Honestly, we're not going to go through blow by blow like we normally do. Uh, we're just kind of kind of talk about it a little bit, but basically the plot synopsis is. Do you want to handle that, Peter? Or you want me to handle? Yeah, it? I got it. Uh, Go description ahead. is a team of international astronauts was sent on a dangerous mission to reignite the dying sun with a nuclear fission bomb in 2057. Which I read that and I had to go, what? Are you, serious? <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to kind of, you know. You got to live in the world where that's possible that's, when yeah, you're watching this movie. So not to be all Michael Bay about it, but they got to restart the sun. Yeah, it's but sweet. it's it's done. <laughs> it's done in a very intelligent way. Yeah, it was. It wasn't bad. Uh, it's not Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. Look, no, no, no offense. It's not as ridiculous. I like Armageddon because it's a fun, stupid popcorn movie, and I have very good memories of that movie. Is it a good movie? No, but. It's a fun, stupid popcorn movie. This is not that movie. This is more of a thinking man's sort of like disaster type movie. Yeah. And anything in space like this, I get very definite vibes of like Alien or like maybe not Apollo 13, but like stuff goes wrong and they kind of have to figure it out. A lot. Yeah. Um, which is, I, I liked though. I appreciate it. Um, so as Max said, we're going to go through this a little quicker than we normally do. We this normally is more do. of an abridged version. Yeah. So my notes are going to be a lot more skimpy, and you guys, please chime in. As yeah, we everybody through. just kind of chime in. So my first thing when I talk about this movie is that they had a basically a project called Icarus. Which well, is, before that, you got to get into that the, this is the only movie where the Fox Searchlight animation plays backwards. What? I have not noticed that. Play it up. As normally in our studio, we always have the movie playing as we're watching it. Um, just to add a little bit extra to the episode, I feel like. But 
What do you mean it's playing backwards? It starts there where it just ended that it we're does. watching and it goes the other I way. I didn't notice that. It played backwards. That's cool because then it ends on the sun. It ends on the sun. And that's because where it starts. Yeah, and we get Killian Murphy's uh, little monologue Peter. here. You're so good at noticing little stuff I would like never that. notice that. I would have never yeah. noticed that. To give credit, I read that somewhere. <laughs> and I was like, hey, that's weird. Oh. You should have just funny. taken the credit on I mean, it, yeah, I totally noticed a that. Note, <laughs> a note about Killian Murphy, something that really irritates me, because you mentioned this is an international crew. Yep. And um, yeah, I, I see where you're going. When they, when they first started this, they let everyone use their accents. Like, full-on, like, Killing Murphy is super Irish, like, kind of hard to understand Irish sometimes. Oh, is he? And he, would, he was using his Irish accent. Everyone was just using their really thick, normal accents. Right. And they kind of, and, and test audiences didn't, weren't able to, like, keep track, I guess. Huh. What? So they, they made people, like, I think Michelle Yeoh, I, I'm pretty sure she uses an American accent. And, like, everyone's yeah. just kind of more Americanized yes. yeah. in the movie. Except, except the uh, Canada is a little bit, he, his accent he still is, comes through. It but, does, but I think that's. But he, Rose Burns Australian. He's and only she's ever American been in, in like, he's been in uh, a movie with Tom Cruise called The Last Samurai and mm-hmm. a movie called, I think, Rush Hour 2 with Jackie Chan. And yeah, he hasn't, been in a, a he hasn't been in a ton. He hasn't been in a ton. So I think that's. Stuff why yeah. his accent is so much thicker yeah but that makes total sense but it's just kind of annoying because i'd love it if rose byrne was australian and killian murphy was irish right. instead of them all just being a, a generic that was kind of weird you're right yeah i caught that too even mm-hmm. just because it was like well why did they have him use an american accent yeah like, yeah who, who cares it's, it's an international crew it didn't test well i guess with american so audiences. just to get into it what do you guys really like i went out we talked about the cast and i think are we all on board with the cast? I think we all love oh, the cast. Yeah. The cast is great. great. The cast is great. And we've seen them in a lot of stuff. The reason why I mention what they're in is because there's a lot of really good shows and movies on that list of stuff of all these different um, actors are in. Uh, what else are, are just off the top, what are the things that you love about this movie? Like maybe the look or the effects or the, the tone of the film, you know, how it feels. I love a movie that takes its time. There's oh, yeah. there's lots of downtime in this movie, especially in the first two thirds. Yeah, it's it keeps your attention while not a whole lot is happening before things start going wrong. Even just a, a conversation with the crew, like sitting around the you know the the kitchen, yeah, conversing yeah. with each other. Very casual. It's very casual, but it's very interesting. It doesn't get boring. I, no. I never get bored while I'm watching this movie, even though there's not a whole lot of things going no, you're on right, cuz some on sci-fi screen. movies almost get boring at times just because they're building atmosphere or whatever yeah. but yeah. this one's or yeah, tension it's not, yeah all yeah. scenes like this where you they're, got they're watching the sun yeah yeah oh and the mercury scene is maybe my favorite part of the whole movie no that is great when yeah, they when they all get in the, the observation room yeah. to watch mercury pass yeah. in front of the sun yeah it's, it's great. so amazing the soundtrack to this movie is awesome i, well, that's, I like that too yeah. yeah that's one one thing that i wanted to talk about a little bit too but i love it okay so this the writer of this movie we already mentioned is the writer of the movie that just came out not too long ago annihilation but he also wrote uh ex machina yep. 28 and days dread. later and 28 days later dread. which also snarns he, rumors right, he room, did write dread yep. rumors are he kind of directed dread Huh. Like really? the 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 rumors are that he was there on set most of the time, and the the actual director really? didn't do a whole lot, and it was kind of Alex Garland, and that maybe led huh. to no him wow. getting Ex Machina, being able to do that. He, I re- he's worked with Danny Boyle a ton. He's worked with Danny Boyle a ton. I like <clears throat> Danny Boyle. I'm a big fan of Danny Boyle. Me too. Um, Riley, 
Uh, Peter, do you like Danny Boyle? Do you like his work? Uh, I don't dislike him, but I'm mixed. You're mixed on him. Yes. Um, I really like Shallow Grave. I like Shallow Train Grave's Spotting. Good. There's a lot I did of stuff. I not like Train Spotting. I'm one of those weirdos. You don't like Train Spotting? I okay. did not. That's fair enough. The Beach. Um, is it's I, an it's an okay, okay movie. We I like it. About that, yeah. Okay, you so it? you don't like The Beach. Most people don't like The Beach. That's a controversial one of Dan. I, like I love that movie. It's um it's important because it was it's based on a book written. By Alex Garland, who, <laughs> who then wrote the, who then wrote the screenplay for Beach, and that's okay. sort of where they got their start working together. That's okay. That's that explains a lot. A lot of people were like, "I don't like the movie The Beach." I think the movie The Beach looks amazing. I think it's directed amazing. I like the story of The Beach. Uh, for some reason, every time I watch that movie, I'm in that movie. You know how yeah. some movies just like yeah. suck you in. Yeah. Danny Boyle has a tendency to suck me into his movies. Same thing with Alex Garland. I think he maybe I don't want to take anything away from Alex Garland, but I think he's sucked me into this movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. With that, I think he I think he's a big part of it. Not to take anything away from Alex um, or from Danny Boyle. Yeah. But I like this world that we come across because it looks lived in, as they say. It looks very real. Very casual. They've been there for what, like, it's like two years, or how long is there? How long have they been? I don't know. A long time. They've yeah, been on the ship a long it's time. It's a long time. It's very. It's beautifully shot. I love the way this movie is shot. Well, for the most part, we'll talk about that later. It's very claustrophobic. It's very. It's again. It's very real world. So it's in the future. So there's technology that we don't necessarily have right now, but it's not unfathomable. It's not like that's unrealistic or it takes me out of the film. I, I like the way it looks. Um, the budget was very low for how good this, lo- for how this movie looks. For how good this yeah, movie looks. looks kind of weird. I like the visuals. I like the sounds. The music is very intense. Everything, the visuals, the sound, the, everything's very intense. And I think that's done thematically. And the reason why I say this, and I'm going to sound like a total D-bag, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that it's intense like the sun is intense. Because that's, <laughs> that's what this movie is about. I, I mean, that's deep. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say something. I knew you were gonna say, but I'm serious. This that's that's the that's no, but seriously, that's the theme of this movie. Yeah, is it the sun oh. and, and and how it overpowers you? And I think that's what Danny Boyle's going for here. So that's why like the sound effects, like when when something scary happens, it's not a, it's not a jump scare, mm-hmm. but like when there's there's like a sound, there's a low rumbling with there's a lot a of low things. Rumbling. The sun has a sound in this movie. The sun has a sound, or or when like um you can see somebody making a noise. In other words, you see somebody hitting something. You know the sound is coming, so it's not a jump scare necessarily, but it's very uh, compared to the oh, ambient bro. sound, it's it's extremely, it's like a Boom! It's very loud and in your face. It's um, it's it sounds like a like if you've ever been close to a roaring fire, like they say, like there's that sound comes in a lot with the sun, where it's just like you can you can almost feel the fire because uh-huh. the, that sound is so intense. Exactly, and I just feel like even just sounds on the ship. Yeah, like well, even they so- said there was a lot of real space ambient noise used for the soundtrack. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't they, know that. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah, they, I wish they I could remember who did recordings. the soundtrack. It, everything feels very intense, and the visuals seem intense. And yeah, the colors are even the intense. colors are very like vibrant and in your face. Like as we're seeing in the garden right now, as it's playing, like the greens were really intense on the plants and everything. Yeah, it's just as very, we're looking at this, yeah. I, I like the sets. I think the sets are great. And you mentioned that it's like pretty low budget. Yeah, but like it, it's the sets are really really good, and I think they're very well done for the amount of money spent. 
I like the use of technology. Sometimes when you watch these movies that are futuristic, I'm using air quotes there if you couldn't tell, that sometimes it's like, eh, this is going to be dated in about two years. But I think this is pretty – it's still – this movie is uh, 11 years old. Yes. Still feels it, modern. It still mm-hmm. feels modern. Yeah. If, it, if this came out uh, last year or just right now, yeah. I think it would still be pretty good. You can yeah. lose yourself in his blue eyes. They don't. They his don't eyes lean. Are so blue, aren't they? <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking about color. <laughs> <laughs> no, his eyes are incredible. Killy, we're looking at Killy Murphy some crazy right now. Blue eyes. <laughs> He's got crazy blue eyes, man. I think why it holds up is because they don't lean too far into the um, the Minority Report. Everything is a hologram. We can control everything with <laughs> yeah, our hand. Yeah. Like, because you know, not I don't, made up tech. I don't know if we're ever gonna have that technology. Like, we might, but. We're so far away from, unless you're in like VR, but everything is on a screen still yes. in this movie. And it, I think that's why it kind of holds up because it looks it looks futuristic, but it also looks like something that could be on a ship right now. Right now. Yeah. 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 And that's, when it's, that's what makes it still work. I just like all the character interactions with this. They're all kind of real people. Yeah. Yep. Do you agree? Like, like, I just, I feel like they're, they're scientists, they're intelligent they They're, get angry at each other. They, they get flaws. angry. Because, yeah. It makes yeah. sense because yeah. they've been trapped yeah. together. Not trapped, but they've been <laughs> in confined, confined area. Quarters, confined yes. quarters. Confined yeah. quarters. <laughs> I guess is a better way. Not trapped. But they've been together <laughs> together for a very long time. You know what I mean? And familiarity breeds contempt. So I think that kind of translates over to, and I could see myself on that ship. Like, what would I be like if I was on this ship? Like forever with like Peter and Riley for like <laughs> thirteen months, and I hadn't seen my wife. You know what I mean? And then and you run low on oxygen. You got to kill one of us. <laughs> That's right to survive. When are you going down? <laughs> You'd be speckled. People's is going down. But um, so what are what are some of the other good stuff that you guys like about this film? I mean, we're just gonna dive right into this, and we're gonna go back and forth. I don't I don't know necessarily we're gonna keep to a timeline. I think it's an interesting moment in Chris Evans' career. I it think is. I think yeah. this is kind of a turning point for Chris Evans because up until now he had, he had been in silly movies, some romantic movies, but what was that? Not another teen movie. I think was like one of the what that's what I remember him from. And he was no, all, he always played like kind of a silly character. Yeah. And this is the first movie I remember seeing with Chris Evans where he was actually like a, a doing some kind of drama and actually really good at it. Yeah, he's really he's holding his own. No, he yeah. was because you kind of started to hate him at one point, but then you yeah, like, you know, you kind of start to like him because the decisions he's making are legit. But he, like, he he always yeah. makes the right. De- he's kind of like Captain America in this movie. Oh. He always makes the right decisions, <laughs> so even though just, he's a jerk about it. So like the, in this scene that they're that we're watching right now, yeah. him, him and Killian Murphy start fighting, and I just like that <laughs> that's like a Marvel DC crossover. Oh, that's true. I didn't it think is. about that. Oh, what would happen? What would happen if Captain America? I didn't America even think about that. Scarecrow? I didn't even think about <laughs> that's that. That's gonna come up in another episode that we're going to record here in a little bit too so i'm just putting that oh, out there oh are you we've got a couple peter's Marvel got DC some tricks up his sleeve so <laughs> anyway oh peter <laughs> see this is why i podcast with this guy he is the best in the business no offense riley you suck thank um, you <laughs> riley knows i'm joking he's he's good too. um chris evans wig does uh, look really so bad it looks I won't terrible say that. his Can wig, we talk about the wig, his wig is really bad it's so terrible. <laughs> he gets told to shave his hair because he's pretty scraggly yeah looking. he looks <laughs> He looks way better in the second half of the like, movie. Can we, can we get him out of that wig, please? Can we just? I, I'll get him be out? honest. I didn't recognize it was him when I first started watching. It's so it, bad. To be real honest, it's terrible. It's, it's bad. Terrible. It's like the worst wig you've ever. I don't even have wig dar. A lot of people talk about wig dar. 
on a you lot can of podcasts. Tell with this one. But this one is like so blatant, it's terrible. I say this as someone with kind of long hair. That is that is a bad haircut. <laughs> but you got that great hair though. It's all over the place. Nah, today. I like your hair. It's good. You and Peter both have great long hair. Actually, <laughs> I've got long hair too now. I got a fro going, buddy. <laughs> I'm rocking it. We're all rocking the long hair. It looks good. Another thing, like with the scene that's playing right now, is Chris Evans gets told to calm down, so he goes to the Earth Room. Oh, I love and this. Yeah. It's like their version of the holodeck. Yeah. Is what I was kind of going. Yeah, yeah it there. for sure is. It's kind of interesting because then the ship intervenes because he's trying to watch like waves crashing on a boat. And it's like, no, you need to whatever, less intense or yeah, something. Calm something down. relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, no, the waves do, they're relaxing to me or whatever. But that was just kind of interesting just the way they handled well, that. If you, but it was yeah. very casual at the same time. It was. Because it wasn't like a big deal. It, was it wasn't like a, a big deal. Thing. It was just him. Because, cool. well, what I liked about it is that he blows up at Killian Murphy's character. Uh, because of something that goes on earlier, and this is one of my favorite parts. He does an apology, but he actually doesn't apologize. He doesn't really no. do it. And this they is such a guy thing. A yeah, this like, is a guy thing to do. Is that it? I have to say. And he, he's like, I gotta apologize, and he pauses, doesn't say anything, <laughs> and then the, the guy's like, "Yeah, apology accepted. You know, and then he walks away. That is such a guy thing to do. I love it. And yeah. that's such a great character <laughs> moment. That is a real life thing that has happened because I've done that myself where I go to apologize, but I'm with a really good friend and they're just like, come on, man, we've known each other for too long. What are, what are you going to say that I haven't already heard? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I know that you do, you didn't mean what you said. Yeah. Anyway, so it's very real. A lot and of the I, interactions. Are it that made way, me yeah. like Chris Evans character a lot more because he didn't apologize right. because <laughs> in a normal, stupid, like Hollywood movie, he'd have this great move and the music would swell up and it would be this moment that they could bond. But he's just like, let me apologize. And then just walks out. (laughs) It's like, was that the apology? Yeah. Yeah. Consider it accepted. Have you guys guys read um, Fahrenheit 451? Yeah, I have. That that room that you were talking about, the holodeck type room, really reminds me of that book because they talk in that book where there's the room that his his wife was obsessed with. The walls. Would have the walls of TVs and and they were getting like their fourth wall installed in their TV room. Yeah. And that's just, I don't know if that was inspiration for it, but that totally reminds me of that room where you just have all four walls as a TV. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that at all, but that totally could be an inspiration for that. It's it's just a really great scene. I got a question about the ship. What did okay. you guys think about the ship overall? Like the thing. So I have a what do you mean? very well, how... specific thing I thought it was inspired by, which made me laugh. So it looked uh, like an umbrella. It does kind of look it like does. an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Like it's it, not a bad thing. Is that it's a bad just thing? Like, I'm like, is, it looks like an umbrella. It is makes sense though, umbrella? because to, I like that they don't, uh, they don't, they haven't invented some kind of like hull that can withstand the heat of the sun sure. or anything like, like that. Star like Trek wood or something. Right. Yeah. Like, no, like if you, if, if you're that close to the sun, you're going to burn up unless they have this, they have this special reflective material shield. that, yeah. that reflects all the heat away from the rest of the ship. Right. But as we'll find out later on in the movie, if you make an adjustment and, and that shield isn't directly pointed at the sun at the right angle, then you're still well, you're we still sort screwed. of find out. You don't contradict that. that at another point, but we can. What's that? that? Go ahead, later. dig into it. Well, so they're on Icarus two. Yeah, they're on Icarus two. It's the second. This is the mission. second mission going in. Icarus one failed, and they don't exactly know why. It just didn't never made it. Right. Right. So they meet up at some point with Icarus Ooh, there's one, and they <laughs> put their two umbrellas overlapping. Yeah. So the one umbrella that's reflecting the sun back at itself. Wouldn't that burn up the one that it's going that it's crossing over? 
I guess I don't remember. It, it goes right on. They don't just go next to each other. They go on nope, top of each other. The one overlaps the other. It does. Well. And it does not burn up the underneath. Science. I don't know. My, that's my only explanation. <laughs> uh, because plot. This, yeah, this movie. Know. There were a few things like that. There this was a movie kind of uh, wants to be scientific in some ways. But in other ways, like they're going to the sun to put a bomb into the sun. Like there's that's no, ridiculous. there's no human. There's no possible way for a human to build a bomb. Yeah. Strong to enough that, to affect the sun at all. It, though, because they met with some scientists from CERN. And, yeah. You know, yeah. They, do, I, but, I, they yeah, say yeah. that and it's all but, theoretical, but you know. Yeah, it is theoretical. It's theoretical. No, right, Which, it's but not, in the movie, it's supposed to be theoretical. Yeah. They're not positive it's going to work. Right. It's right. just their last ditch effort and they yeah. mine the rest of Earth's materials to so, make this payload. If right. you're not following, this is the second attempt to restart the sun the first one didn't work so the second team we're following the second team to go restart the sun um they don't know what happened in the first team they too, don't which know is important. they lost communication they lost communication but on the way they figure out that this the first one might still be out there and there might be a chance for them to basically either rescue the crew because it's a possibility uh however unlikely that the first crew still is alive and also, if they do come across the first crew, they have two chances because the first crew has another bomb, which means they would have two chances to restart the sun via a bomb. And this so, bomb is supposed to be their last chance. So if they right. get one more, that's real important that they get it is. that one more. Mm-hmm. So they're trying two to figure chances. out. Yeah. I think yeah. they say it at some point, two last chances. Exactly. So they're trying to figure out whether it's worth the risk of going off course to pick up the first crew or to round a review with the first crew to try to figure out if they can get that first payload so that they can get another one and also rescue rest, rescue anybody else from that first crew. That's essentially what this journey is about. As they go, they figure when they divert their course, some things go kind of awry. And honestly, it all hinges on one person, which is uh, Killian Murphy's character. Kappa. Yep. Kappa. It's his call whether to divert or not because he's the uh, physicist. He, or he's no. the physicist. Yeah. He's, he made the bomb. He's in charge of the bomb. So they whether it's worth it. They leave it to him. Yeah, exactly. I, I kind of like that that the captain doesn't make the decision and they don't take a vote. And he's like, yeah. we're not taking a vote. This is up to one person. They do that. Pretty and that well, is my delegating. Fa- and it's my favorite moment in the movie is Killian Murphy's reaction to realizing that he's the person who has to make this deci- decision. <laughs> it's coming up here. Yeah, and you can just he plays it so well that he just like leans back and he's just like uh, uh, you just like you just like you can see his whole body just sort of sigh because he's like i can't believe he's literally got me. the weight of the world on his yeah shoulders. he really does and he it, literally and he plays had, it really well because if you guys don't understand like the sun is dying so if he doesn't get this right everybody and everything on earth will no longer exist if he doesn't get this right mm-hmm. so this this decision is like weighing really heavy on him and i really like that moment and i also like that they don't take a vote like you mentioned because they're all intelligent and they're just going to lean upon each other they're all really trying to work together yeah the, like and and there's a moment where killian murphy and chris evans character they they have like a fight they have like this um like a little tantrum and yeah. i love in the movie like you you break in on this tantrum as it's happening and you have no idea what's going on yeah like you have no idea what's, it's just like you're just experiencing it as as anybody else that would walk in that room would be like what what why are, why are they fighting like what's <laughs> happening what's going on because it's very real so i like that moment is that it tries to keep things very real tries to keep things very intelligent mm-hmm. and it tries to keep things moving in a very realistic way Given like the sci-fi nature of it, I like sci-fi when it's like 
out there like the like the the theoretical stuff is out there but what's real is are the character moments how you how real people would react the best sci-fi is yes. really talking about humanity exactly and not about the scientific things like it's sci-fi is is good sci-fi has a foundation in like extremely human everyday things yes and then they just add the sci-fi twist on top of it you that is well said my friend that's exactly what i'm talking about but i like this movie also because it's very well paced it's slow it's deliberate yeah it's it's taking its time to build something and it's building to something but that's that's why the adventure tag is like confusing me because when i think of adventure i think of like action adventure and this is definitely not an action movie there's there's so little it's suspense there's like no action in it adventure to me sounds like something that's like indiana jones indiana (laughs) jones where everything wraps up at the end we're we're gonna go on some fantastical thing yes there's no hero there's no hero there's no hero here there's nothing to be won I mean, the only thing to be won is is the you know saving of humanity, but it's not like again, it's not like a Michael Bay Armageddon <laughs> thing where it's like, oh yeah, you're a hero, <laughs> but, but I don't want to cruise my blood. Like that's not happening. There's no Aerosmith in this. There's movie. no Aerosmith in this movie. No offense to Aerosmith, I, I like was Aerosmith. Annoyed, but you know, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you know, I'm just. This is not that kind of movie. This is the Thinking Man's movie, and they're trying to. They're they're I, what, genuinely trying to work together in this movie. Well, and that's what I love about it. And that's why most people probably never saw it because it is. It's I would consider it an art piece the way it wraps up. Because as you guys kind of talked about before, like the first you know two thirds is pretty straightforward sci-fi yeah. action, and then I don't know if you want to jump this far ahead yet. Let's just get into yeah, it, man. What, so the last yeah, third, the, seal. the last third. It jumps into what I would just say is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes suddenly. Is it a slasher? I don't know. Suddenly, is it a you know? It's a creature feature. It's like I don't know because we have somebody who's like a monster suddenly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, running after him. But it gets very artsy too because space and time start to. So at the very, towards the end there to to make this clear, I guess we're gonna go ahead and jump that far ahead. No, go ahead. So towards the end, um, they they make th- the decision to go after Icarus too. They do. Is, yeah. yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Yes, and then they come right, back Icarus around. One, sorry. Basically, yeah. everybody dies uh, dies off. And you're left with Kappa and Cassie, who is Rose Byrne and Killian Murphy, and Pinbacker, mm-hmm. who is the captain from the previous Icarus One mission that did not actually die but became a little insane. <laughs> and a little, a, a little. I'm just you know, just a tiny bit. Hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to be sensitive to the, a man's plight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a white man struggle. So he. Is trying to destroy their mission to kill the other mission because he says he talked to God and that's what he was told to do to save humanity, to take everyone to heaven. Um, So space and time start to rip apart as uh, those three are on the payload heading into the sun. And just as Killian Murphy makes the decision earlier that he can't predict what's going to happen as it approaches the sun because space and time start to wrap around each other. So this is where it gets weird. And this, I kind of like it, but this is the controversial part of the movie if you start reading about the movie. Because everybody is with it up until now. I got to say, the first time I watched it up until now, I was like, what the crap (laughs) am I watching? What is this? Oh, really? I was on board with everything. I love love the conversations. I love abstract stuff, but you got to catch me from the beginning. (laughs) I was caught off guard. Really? (laughs) Oh, with the third act? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it definitely catches you off guard. I was like, what in the world was that? Okay, no, so I watched it a second time and I loved it. Really? Yeah. I okay. like that kind of stuff. Though. Okay. Yeah. I saw but, this movie when it came yeah, out. Yeah. So, so your initial reaction is, what in the heck is going on? What am I watching? Second watch through. Yeah. You're on board. Well, because I knew it was going to happen, as you kind of said with spoilers, spoilers earlier. See? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that I would have appreciated the spoiler, if I'm honest, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it caught me off guard. I, that was not what I was expecting when I was watching it. It wasn't a bad thing, though, in this case, I don't think, because it was kind of cool. I love movies that throw me for a loop, make me think. I like that kind of stuff. I like artsy things. This definitely did that. It throws you into a whole world. You don't know what's going on. Space and time start to, you know, rip apart. There's all these mm-hmm. Bizarre scenes. There's no way to describe it. Gravity is just like totally messed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but it's kind of cool because he's fighting a what could best be called. I mean, he's it's like running from Jason or, yeah, <laughs> or Freddy or I something. Know. It in is. In the last bits. It is. And it, it's pretty cool. I, I did like it a lot better my second watch through. Okay. I will say. Uh, first watch through, I was kind of like, what the heck just happened? This went off the rails in the third. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it act. does. So what it's did a, you guys think? It's, well, I, I mean, you've kind of chimed in. But go like, ahead. Go ahead, Riley. And then yeah. I'll tell you. Because I got a whole long list of notes. Oh, please with do. This. Yeah, go, because I saw go it, for it. I set it up. For the you first. It down. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I got a whole long list of stuff because I've, I've watched. I've seen this movie before. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But I want to get. This is Riley's suggestion. This is Riley's movie. I really want his, mm-hmm. his voice to be heard. So go ahead and tell us what you. Starting from basically the midpoint until the end. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't really have. A, I, I chose this movie because I don't really have a favorite movie. But I and and they kind of go in and out. But this is this movie is consistently in my top five ever since I've seen it. I just love it. It's um it's a huge tonal shift, and once once they get on the Icarus one and and Pinbacker is on board. Um, but I I kind of like that because it it is such a huge. It's such a it's so jarring the shift from from what it has been. It's been very slow paced, and some things happen like the like right now we're seeing some some bad things happen the the ship is um because they decide to change course they don't adjust the shield properly right right. and so then it it comes to the point where they have to go to icarus one to even survive long enough to to make it to the sun they've kind of run out of options and some very good stuff in here (laughs) it's some good stuff in here and i i really like that i i like that shift because you you're not expecting it the first time I saw yeah, it, everything I was like, happens it's just so like, quick. It, it like happens so too. quick. There's no build up to most There's, of it. It just happens. again, this you movie don't, is you don't, very intense. You don't it's see pin. Cool. You don't see Pinbacker sneak his way on the ship. You don't really see him until he becomes like a huge threat. You're right. Near yeah. the end of the you movie, have no you idea just who he is. you know someone else is on the ship. Yeah, you don't. You've seen some video clips of him as a captain, sort of going crazy. I also like the um, they sort of they sort of preview Pinbacker with Searle with Cliff Curtis's character yeah. Yeah. because he's also getting a little obsessed with the sun. He spends yeah. a lot of time near the We haven't even talked about We that haven't yet. talked about him, but near the end of the movie, he's looking pretty rough because he spends he's so much peeling. time in the observation room and yeah. his he's so sunburnt, his skin is peeling cuz he's been in there and it's kind of like And he's the we're psych seeing, officer. Yeah, he's I know. The psych officer creepy. and he's like I recommend thing. it you guys just 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 spend some time yeah. in the sun, you yeah. know, because they have these filters and you can spend time with the room with a huge window and it's like, "Oh, just put the the, the filter on like three percent you know it, it'll it might not blind you but you know just put sunglasses on and it's good it's therapeutic you know <laughs> yeah against what the computer recommends exactly but it's um it, it shows i think it shows a little preview of what might have happened to pinbacker and almost like there's something 
there's something I don't want to say spiritual, but kind of about being that close to the sun is what this movie is is trying to get across. And and we see how Pinbacker got to the place that he's in because of what Cliff Curtis's character is doing. That's true. It's pretty crazy. So because they almost mirror each other, they yeah. could have had the same fates. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I'm going to talk about. So, yeah, so we talked about Cliff Curtis, who's the actor there. He's the psychiatric um, uh, officer there. And he is starts getting obsessed with the sun, and he's in the sun so long that his, very slowly his skin starts peeling throughout the movie. And, and, you, and you as the audience know it but, and notice it, but not everybody in the movie notices it and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And... When they finally get to the first Icarus and they finally start discovering things, everything on the ship like works. Like they have like on the in the second Icarus, there's like a. There it is. You're right. <laughs> there we go. Peter's noticed like a inconsistency here, and it's yeah. showing up on you know our. What? I hate this movie now. Previewing. <laughs> it's, oh, really, it's terrible. It's really, I mean, it's we got to just turn it awful in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here, here's the thing. So there's like a vegetation room and they can grow stuff for food and oxygen uh the first ship has all that and it's overgrown the water still works all the systems still work somebody has sabotaged the first it's ship. just the computer it's just the computer that they've sabotaged so you you've starting to get a sense that there's something obviously sinister going on and they they see the recording for the first captain and he's like kind of crazy He's gone crazy. In my notes, he's gone crazy. <laughs> and that's Mark Strong, his character. It's gone absolutely crazy. And he starts killing. He kills Michelle Yeoh's character. And I keep calling him the flickering man. That's what I refer to him. Because <laughs> you never quite see him. You never quite see him. The third act, this is. I have a real problem with the third act. Because this movie is shot beautifully. It's very claustrophobic because you see, like, and you know, you're getting in somebody's. Um, spacesuit so you see like inside somebody's helmet or they're working on something on the ship and it's very close up to the face or they're at a conversation at a table and it's all very very close up on the face like within the frame it's from chin to forehead Mm -hmm. it's all very just intimate and in there i don't have a problem with that the problem i have is in the third act it's all over the map we've got mixed time periods we've got fast editing we got quick cuts you don't know exactly what you're you're looking at the crazy guy from the first ship who boards the second ship and starts killing people he's flickering you cannot see him you see him from far away a lot you see him from far away and he literally is flickering there's intensity there's jump cuts there's what they call dutch angles if you don't know dutch angles think of 1960s batman where everything's on a tilt Mm -hmm. you know that's that's what you're looking at this is obviously done on purpose danny boyle is not a hack yeah this is all done on purpose it's disorienting it's confusing it's maddening it's chaos that's what we're entering in into this third act and it kind of loses me. I don't think it, uh, to me, for me, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like this sort of slasher thing, which I'm also not a huge fan of. And I know, yeah, that's, that's not a thing. But for some reason, the flickering man from the first ship, who's the crazy guy gone crazy, he's super strong. He's like ridiculously he's strong. He's very strong, yeah. That's, and he, yeah. He, he like lifts somebody off the ground with his hands. Like I'm just like by the throat. I don't get that. Uh, the space inside the spaceship has, seems elong, elongated. So when they're in this bay, 
it's like they're miles apart, but then they're not miles apart. And I get that. They're in space. They're being twisted around time and gravity. And I, and I understand it. I get it. But for me, it just doesn't work because my logic is just like it doesn't it doesn't quite get there. And I guess it's I, I get that it's supposed to be intense and scary. And there's supposed to be like there's like shaky cam going on. And there's like all these weird cuts and all this other stuff. I just it's like a fever dream of madness. You're like a, <laughs> it's like a fever dream of trance madness. It doesn't work for me. Unfortunately, it doesn't work for me because this movie is so good up until that point that I just I can't get on board with the last part of it, which That's is fair. sad. That's fair. I understand. It, I it's, but the, here's the thing. it's one of those things that it just kind of it either works or it doesn't. It works or doesn't. It works it, for me really well, but so I understand I'll, it not working. I can it, take it, a third stance. Go ahead. I agree with both of you <laughs> on different points. Okay. <laughs> so here's my thing. Go ahead. Mac is absolutely right. That it goes off the rails in a weird way. The way it was filmed was definitely on purpose. Right. Um, right. Whether you like it or not. Uh, I thought it was cool. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was pretty cool. On the second watching, I thought it was neat. Uh, the thing where it loses me to go opposite mm -hmm. is when Danny Boyle apparently said, Pinbacker is supposed to represent fundamentalism. I've heard that so take before. He gives a basically he's he's giving it a I don't want to say political, but he's giving it a uh, a meaning outside of just being an art piece or just being a film mm -hmm. or something. I don't like that. Yeah. I like what he did. I thought it was cool. I could be with it if it was a art thing, and I think that's why it maybe ultimately lost me though in the first watching. But maybe I kind of appreciate it a little more in the second watching because I knew it was coming up. Okay, but I I don't know. I think it was, I guess I'll just, I'll take this thing and say, I thought it was stupid that he went that route with it. Um, if he would have just left it to be a piece about humanity or something like that without having to bring religion or something else into it, mm -hmm. I think that sort of ruined it for me to read that. That simple line that I read that he said it was, Pinbacker represented fundamentalism. Yeah. I think ruined it for me. Here's the thing for me. That's interesting. I haven't heard that before. That's a very interesting take. And I got to think about that because you're just hitting me right now with it. But here, here's the thing. This is what I have in my notes. And I just kind of want to read it. And I don't want to get too dogmatic with this and poop on this too much. Because what I was trying to say was even though that third act doesn't work for me, I really like this movie. Mm -hmm. I know it doesn't do sound too. like it. I really – I know it doesn't yeah. – but I really like this movie. It just like some of that stuff just doesn't work. And that's fine. But I think it's just too dark sometimes to see everything. There's sure. a flickering man. We don't – quite see mark strong which i don't really have a problem with it it's just kind of a artistic choice and i'm okay with that actually but i, I would have liked to seen him a, a little more well, it sounds like you'd be okay with it if there was a better reason if there was a better reason for it they get the jump cuts the shaky cam you get the darkness that's meant to be intense and scary but you know what we already are concerned and scared for the characters we don't we don't to, to me we don't need the the Dutch angles, the shaky cam, the darkness where we can't tell what's going on. Everything has been intelligently explained and the audience understands the stakes. We understand if they don't complete this mission, everything dies. If they get they know that going off course means that that might be the destruction of mankind and everything we know. It's not just mankind, it's everything on earth because the sun is going to die. We understand that. Everything's been intelligently set up. So so why the 
you know what I mean? Like, I, we don't we don't need that. And I get that there's that this is a playing to a general audience, mm. and that it needs to explain that to maybe those who are not as intelligent. But this movie clearly is aimed at people who are intelligent. That's why I'm just mostly I don't hate it. I'm mostly just disappointed. Mm-hmm. at it which sounds really condescending yeah. you know what i mean because i i in, i'm not angry mo- with you i'm just disappointed exactly like <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I i sound like such a like oh i'm just you know but like i could never make a movie as good as this movie if i had a million years to try but that's just my initial feeling on it mostly i really i really enjoy this film it's just the third act and not even all of the third act because there's some good stuff in there Within amid that all that stuff, the chaos because he's try basically trying to display and show chaos is happening in that third act. Yeah, he does it com- well. <laughs> it does it very well yeah. because you start um, to feel a little crazy watching it. You do, you do, <laughs> in a good way. I in mean, a very he good way. It well, <laughs> but he does yeah. that with a lot of things. He yeah. does that with uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. He did that with Train Spotting. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of there's he did that with Shallow Grave. That's a that's an underrated Danny Boyle movie. I'm hoping he watch. does it with the new Bond movie. So I actually care, I know. So I actually care about a Bond movie. Oh, <laughs> just broke my heart. <laughs> I'm a big James Bond fan, but no, actually, I kind of does. I hope he does. I hope he takes Bond to a very strange pa- place. But I like that he takes his third act to like because that's what it should be. And t- for me, this doesn't work, but I'm glad it works for, for somebody else. I'm not going to poo-poo it and say it's terrible and you should mm-hmm. hate it and you're dumb for liking it. I don't say that at all. I don't think it's stupid. I just think for me, it just doesn't hit right. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. It's, it's a preference thing. It, that's, yeah, that's kind of what it comes down to. I've never heard someone say it's a bad movie. No. The, the biggest complaint I hear is that it loses most people in the third act. And that's and I totally understand why. You know, all the all the points you guys are saying are are super valid. It's just you know, so, like right here we're seeing Pinbacker, and it you yeah, can't you can't time. really you can't really see him. And he speaks the line to Kappa that "Are you an angel?" Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like, okay, what so does that, that speaks. Mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, to speak to what um, Riley was talking about, there is some not to get all the, go there, but there is some spirituality in this in that Pinbacker is basically was worship the sun because he talks about work you know talking to god and all that and cliff curtis's character who starts to peel from his skin he's from the second mission he's also starts to worship the sun a little yeah. bit yeah so it's awesome it's kind of fitting that those people who have been in the sun they hit their skin starting to peel they're starting getting used to being in the sun they're sort of worshiping the sun and realizing that they have a small place in the universe yep that when killian murphy's character comes in you can't see him He's too intense. He's too far above you. He's the scientist. Yeah, he's the scientist. (laughs) You know, so I mean, we're talking about the themes of the film, so we're not we're not getting yeah. I'm not getting into anything. We're not getting into anything. No, but we're talking about the themes of the film, and that's what's being addressed here. And obviously, the director intended that. Yeah, he's intelligent director. He made this very smart, and I actually I like that choice. He did it well. I I like that. I like this choice. If you're purely talking about what he's trying to bring across he did it well i like that you yeah. can't really see the flickering man although i would have liked to get a good glimpse of him because yeah that would have i mean there's a that would have given me the rationale side of yeah. things you know if you're going to talk about fundamentalism versus whatever I, I would have liked to see him just so we can see the the rationale side of things but hey that's that's what he went for i think it was pretty well done for what he was going for and i don't i don't want to again i don't want to I don't. I, it feels like I'm pooping all over this movie, and I'm not. It just. It just. I've seen this movie before. I've seen it a few times, and guess what? I'm gonna watch it again because that first 
you know, that second and first act are really, really good. And even the third act, which I don't entirely enjoy, there's some good stuff to be found in there. But I think we've covered everything we need to cover. Can I mean, we talk we- about how crazy it is that they decide to name their ships Icarus, though? Yeah, flying too like, close. Like, are they just the are they just trying to be really ironic? Like, <laughs> well, in, no. In, no, I mean in universe, like <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't like that's an a really ironic name to well, name think your about ship. Apollo and all that. I stuff. could feel that. And the Gemini mission doing that. They are usually name stuff that's after true. Greek. That's and true. Italian mythology. It yeah. is funny. So it's though, fitting. Right. <laughs> and it's Icarus. He flies too close to the sun. Yeah. So I think it's fitting. Yeah. Because they are because. Look, you're sending them to go restart the sun. Why wouldn't you name them Icarus? Mm-hmm. You've named them Apollo and Gemini and everything else. Why wouldn't you use Greek mythology? He's, they're flying too close to the sun. Yeah. So the one thing I, I want to say, just to sort of finish up, if you're finishing up. I'm the, finishing for, up. For the ahead. movie, is that the beginning of the movie, we get a monologue from Killian Murphy. And he's he's sending um, his, his thing it's actually not even at the very beginning but uh when he's sending his message back home and he says you'll know i made it eight minutes after because Mm. you know if you experience uh what is it brighter than usual day or whatever you'll know that i've made it and at the very end we cut back to earth after everything's done and we see his sister we find out is watching the video on her cell phone of him saying this and she's with her kids out in the sun uh, out in the uh, snow sorry the sun's really dim and the sun suddenly gets brighter with his monologue playing over it and it's the same thing from the beginning that he was sending back to her and we watch the sun get really bright and then that's the end i thought that was a really cool and we see we're in australia with all that snow isn't it australia isn't it um isn't the Sydney Opera House I in the background? So. It, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, it's like, so it's like I, yeah, I thought yeah, that yeah. was Earth's being affected, right? That was a cool. Yeah. I, I thought fitting beginning to end storytelling. I thought yeah. that was cool. I just yeah, wanted to mention nice that moment. before we cut out. It's that an, was awesome. no, it's I, a I nice moment cool. because it is where it started pretty much. Um, yeah, like that. Because they don't make it out. No, no, FYI. no one makes it. Yeah, <laughs> no one makes it. Which but they kind of completed the mission. Yeah, right. They kind of no, they did. I mean, yes, yes, yes. In the back of their mind, they kind of knew that they weren't going to make it, even though they had provisions. Like they weren't, they weren't expecting to get back home. I guess, even though they had the ability to get back home, they had the air and the food supply to make it back home. But they, you could, you can just tell all of them had in mind. We're going to do this. We might not make it back. And that was some of the great acting too, yeah. because no, like you're saying, nobody actually said that. No, so you it just, was kind of yeah, cool. That, that was the, the feeling, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, this I is get you. this is not a feel good movie, but you get that sense that their sacrifice wasn't for nothing. So you don't, yeah, you don't totally want to kill it's yourself. Not a downer. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> when you watch the end of this movie, so as much as we're talking about being a slasher, being a horror, being weird, <laughs> being whatever, yeah, it, it ends pretty cool. That yeah. was all I wanted to make sure to to th- toss in there. before And it doesn't really end with like. I like that the triumph is it's almost like the slasher part of the movie is just kind of a uh, side plot point because the end yes. of the movie is not them defeating Pinbacker and we're victorious we survive <laughs> like then they have to go on and actually do the thing they were there to do they have exactly. to they have to put the bomb into the sun so yeah. like it's kind of just a weird thing and I think that's why a lot of people don't like it it's a weird thing that comes out of nowhere that doesn't really have to do with the plot of the movie which is them restarting the sun I kind of like that he's just there and it, this just is another just obstacle this, this yeah, exactly he's <laughs> yeah. this obstacle that's in front of them that might happen wrong. yeah because guess what you're in space yeah. you've been alone you've been in isolation and there are things out there there's celestial bodies that we have not encountered before and that's gonna have an effect on the human being and the human psyche so i really love that i love that like yeah you get too close to the sun 
it's going to affect your mind. It's going to affect your being. It's going to affect everything around you, and it's going to pop in. So everybody's like, oh, you know, it adds this slasher thing. I don't really care about that because that might happen. Somebody might have a psych break. If you if you read interviews with people who have spent a lot of time in space, like on the, it's no joke. On the ISS or whatever, yeah, they say it, it's, it's kind of hard to get any rest because – when you close your eyes because we don't have the protect like the magnetic sphere of the earth like radiation like you see things while your eyes are closed because of all the radiation that's just like out there in space they see flashes of things in their eyes while they're trying huh. to sleep and everything that's wild and and it's just we don't have that without the protection of the earth everything that's here on earth to protect us from all those harmful cosmic rays like and i could see if if you send someone up there who hasn't been evaluated in the correct way yes and you and you have all this stuff hitting who knows how that's how that would affect someone we don't know what's out there and i'm not trying to get all conspiracy theory but (laughs) honestly to be honest it's a good thinking piece yeah yeah, Yeah. to be objective we don't know what's out there yeah and you're going out there and you don't know what's out there so the fact that there might be like a sun worshiping person out there (laughs) that wants to wants to stop and it's like i'm from god and I'm going to stop you because the sun is in my blood. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case may be. That's not what he says. But, like, you get my point is that I don't think that's unrealistic, as weird as that sounds. That's not the part of the movie I don't like, to be clear. The part I I don't like mostly is uh, I don't like the The unclear. The visual aspect. I kind of... We do get a point where we kind of see him. Like, it's weird. It, it makes weird, like, pauses and stuff. It like, makes pauses. And you're and, like, is and you're there like, something wrong yeah, with some, our... Did it just skip? But <laughs> no, it's just like no. the, everything. It pauses on a frame for a few seconds and sometimes. I kind of like it and I kind of yeah. hate it. But I, I, I think I'm on. I'm like 45, 55. So I'm on the <laughs> side where I'm like, I don't like it. But I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there where I like it. Probably given a, a five more years, I'll probably love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I just like some of the weird weird imagery and stuff like when he sets the bomb off and it explodes and before it like completely explodes and takes him over it's just that wall of the sun or something is just like stopping in front of him and he like reaches his hand out it's just a pretty movie it's It's a really pretty it's a great looking movie so i think we're almost about done so final thoughts and then also recommendations we're going to start with you riley since our our guest i have to recommend something yeah, we don't do scores here, so okay. Um, do would well, you recommend just this do movie? Do you recommend or not? the movie? Do you recommend oh, do I recommend movie? the movie? Yeah, I yes, recommend the movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this like I said, this is consistently in my top five movies of all time. Really, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And um, maybe yeah, it, it's it's kind of jarring at the end, but it's one of those things. Whether or not you like the ending and you're satisfied with how it ends, I think you'll enjoy getting there. And I think I think you'll have a fun time. I think it's worth watching at least once, whether or not you end up liking it <laughs> yeah it's definitely worth experiencing peter what you got for us yeah i thought it was a good ride i appreciate the recommendation to watch it um i honestly i would have probably never watched it on my own uh mm-hmm. because it was overlooked because it kind of fell down is, under the radar it for did sure. and that's the kind of stuff we wanted to do here on our show is uh <laughs> not just b movies and stuff but also we'd love to you know get more guests with movies that you feel are underrated that were overlooked that kind of thing and so that I think in that regard, I, I liked watching this movie. It was a great experience. Um, I would recommend people check it out simply. I mean, if nothing else for the cast that they did yeah. this movie and you probably missed it. Yeah. So, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I definitely recommend this movie. It's definitely worth a watch. It's got a great cast. It looks beautiful. It's got great sets. It's got really good music, great except music. for the end. The ending song is terrible and annoying yeah, and doesn't fit. <laughs> 
uh, that I had to add that in there. I'm sorry because no, it's so jarring. Like during the credits, you mean? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. so terrible. But it, it's a, it's really just really well done. It's one of those you've nailed it, Riley and Peter. It's an underrated film, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad this is our. I think this is our first underrated film that we've done. I'm not sure. I got to look back, but it's it's that's up definitely up there. So I definitely recommend this. So Riley. Thank you so much for coming on, but it's not over yet. Uh-oh. Because I got some surprises. Oh, no. I got surprises Did for everybody on this sun? show. Did you I bring me the sun? I brought you the sun, and you must <laughs> worship it and do obeisance to it day and night, although there will be no night. Anyway, so, Riley, for coming on the show, yeah. all guests, all guests coming to the show will stay at the wonderful Ramada Inn. <laughs> not really. So, for coming on the show... We've got you a gift. Oh my goodness! And it is a oh Funko Pop Admiral Holdo from Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Nice Admiral Emelyn Holdo. So, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show, Riley. Thank we, you so we, much. We for love the it. Pop. I love so, Holdo. Do you? Can I talk about Star Wars now? Do no, it. I'm, no, yeah. I'm just, I'm just no, kidding. No, no, I talk, go ahead. No, I just talk about Star Wars all the time. Go no, go see, ahead. I, no, 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 really. No. I love Star Wars. Go Every, ahead. Everyone go watch so, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> talk about Star Wars. In case Wars. you haven't heard about I got, it. I got some other stuff to dig out, so let's talk about Star Wars. No, no, no. I really don't have anything to say about Star you Wars. I've like said it all. All right. I love, sure? I love Admiral Holdo. Because guess what? I got another Funko Pop for you. This is Kanan. This is Kanan Jarrus. Oh. Now see. So normally guests only get one gift, but Riley's a special guest. Because I like how you're saying all this. I'm the only guest you've had so far. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but you are. You are our first guest, and he's our special guest because normally he's... we like punch our guests in the face. Man, we this do. is great. We treat this them so bad and tell them how stupid they are, <laughs> and spin so on better. them, and say we're gonna kill their family. No, but if you come on our show, every show gets every guest gets a um, gift on when they come on our show, just because you know I'm just I just was taught. That if you come over to my house, you just we treat you right. This isn't my home, but this is our <laughs> podcast home. It's your home away from home. It's my home away from home. This is our you podcast know, home, and Good I want tools. you to feel comfortable. <laughs> and so we we thank you for coming on the show. You no, made a thank long you way so to much. come here. These are great. This is a great movie to watch. We had a really great discussion. Yeah, it's really gone really well. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. So we got you some Star Wars uh, fun co-pop figures. We got. Kanan from Rebels, which if you haven't watched, everyone go watch Rebels. It's, it's really, really good. It's a good show. It's a kids show. It's a kids show. It's a kids show. It's but a it's, very good kids show. But I think there's stuff in there for adults that you could pick up. It's worth. And then we got Holdo from uh, the, the Last, Last Jedi, Jedai, which is maybe my favorite Star Wars so, movie. Well, she's also on Don't Twin at Peaks. Me. But, yeah, you can at me. I don't care. I'll <laughs> argue about she's it. She's on there. It's really good stuff. But we got him two gifts because he created music for our show, which he yes. created the uh, question of the week. And also, if you guys have listened to our new bonus stage, the intro for our bonus stage Ooh, stuff. But man. I got more. Oh, Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. On. What's this oh, no. in my bag that I got? My Kroger bag. Uh, Kroger is a regional um, <laughs> grocery store well, in the Ohio You should Ohio explain area. that because we have listeners in Sweden, apparently. We do. Hey, it's, there you go. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, regional grocery store in the Midwest. It's, I think it's on the West Coast, too. I think it's in California. Shout out to Sweden. Yo, Sweden, what's going on? And Japan, apparently. Japan yeah, also Tokyo. listens. Yeah. yeah, Tokyo listens to our show. Isn't that That's weird so when you check weird. the analytics and there's just like one listener? Konnichiwa, <laughs> Tokyo. The second most city. There you go. And Sweden, I'm sorry, Sweden. I don't know Swedish, but I would give you a greeting. But because I'm an ignorant American, <laughs> I don't know it. But uh, konnichiwa to all our uh, Japanese listeners. Peter, I couldn't leave you oh. out. Oh. Peter's getting a fun call, oh. even though he's not a guest. I couldn't leave him out. <laughs> Professor Chaos. He got Professor Chaos from South Park. <laughs> Butters. 
Professor awesome. Chaos. Oh, thank you, man. That's no, great. so you can yeah. add that to your wall of stuff there, your collection. I appreciate that. But we definitely enjoyed having you, Riley. Yeah, thank you so much for having um, me. If yeah, you guys don't fun. know how we do our sessions, we usually do a few episodes in a row. So Riley's going to be on the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so enjoy that. He's been a great addition here. We've had a good time. Yeah. Um, Riley, is there anything you want to recommend? Anything you want to plug? Oh, do you need a plugs theme? I'll make you a plugs theme. <laughs> you gotta get it to me. Hold on, I think he just plugged his music making service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you need me to make you a song, I'll make you a song. Yeah, he's uh, the best. No, he's the best. If you want, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Riles Bowman, R I L E S B O W M A N. Uh, listen to my podcast, Grandma Talking. Me and three of my friends. I'm not going to talk about them because they didn't, they aren't on this show. Aww. I'm on this show, <laughs> but uh, they talk and I talk. So to be fair, I invited one of them and he <laughs> snubbed me. Who shall remain nameless? That was Jake. I know it was Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, but listen, listen to my podcast, Grandma Talking. If you like Star Wars, if you don't like Star Wars, still listen. <laughs> this is a cordial invitation to all Grand Moff talkers to please come on the show. And even any Moffy talkies, if you do want to come on the show, you can come on the show. But you got to go through a vetting process, which is not easy. Not but easy. anybody else, so Jake, Isaac, Jasmine, please come on the show. We'd love to talk for you to talk about anything you want to talk about. Anything you want to, uh, else you want to talk about? Any great books, video games, movies, TV shows you've enjoyed? You want to go see Annihilation? If you like Sunshine, you might like Annihilation. Same writer. Alex Garland's pretty good. Annihilation. It it's uh it's not really connected to this movie, but it, it has some tonal similarities, I'd say. Okay. Definitely. Peter, what you got for us? Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I don't have anything new really. Um, nothing. To nothing we've already talked about right. here. I'll save them for more episodes. No, All we're right. good. That's fine. Yeah, I'm good. That's I'm fine. Good. I'd like to thank Riley for coming on the show, Peter. Yeah. Great job. I know this was all kind of all over the place, but I think we had a really good session here. So thanks, guys, for listening. This ran a little longer, but it's a special episode, so shut up. It's free entertainment. (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) Deal with it. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs) That's how you're going to say goodbye? That's how I said bye. You heard me. Did I stutter? Show me your sweaty balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, that's an SNL sketch. I can yeah, say, I, get I can it. say yeah. it. I can say it. I got it. I'm pausing here because I'm blanking, so edit this out later. <laughs> <laughs> Note to myself. <laughs> this is going at the end. <laughs> no. We can also skip this one. <laughs> I know you can't talk about it. But. I know. I, I want to talk about Annihilation, but I can't. Uh, unless you guys have seen it. It's very good. You know good. what? We might talk about... You know what? I might let you just talk about okay. that on a micro episode. <laughs> what you got for us, Peter? A fart that was really good. <laughs> I got a few of those. Uh, that. I don't know why I said it. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. You'll cut this part. It's no, fine. I won't. <laughs> I'm too lazy. <laughs>
sense. What? Do you think he's fluent in foreign language, four Already languages, know. or he advocates it's against two truths, one lie? He already got it wrong. He got he, one wrong, so he, there's still a truth. There's two truths, though. It's two truths, one lie. I know, so which one's the lie? Sorry, I said that backwards. I guessed the truth. Which, which one's one the did lie? I make up? Oh, which one did you make up? And. For me and God, I'm just gonna put that in there. For whatever reason, there was a cat in my box of stuff, and I had to swat it out. I'm keeping this in the episode because I had to work hard for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going at the end. Anyway, so for me, put your mouth off of me, boy. <laughs> All right, that was pretty good. That was good. That was, that was great. That was fun. Good. Thank you for that. You are welcome, sir. Those are great. Thanks. I love Kanan. Rebels is so good. I know I've heard you're not a huge Star Wars fan or a Star Wars fan at all is what I've heard. No, I like the originals. Okay, yeah. That's fair. 